There's got to be an explanation to all these UFO sightings, right? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. The Joyce Kaufman Podcast is being brought to you by Code Red Roofers, South Florida's leading residential and commercial roof experts. Code Red Roofers, roofers that respond. Call 844-4-CODE-RED or visit coderedroofers.com. The Department of Defense has decided they're not going to rule out the possibility that objects that they've been shooting down over the United States could have extraterrestrial origins. Do, 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 I mean, <laughs> do you get the feeling, uh, it, it, maybe it's just me, do you get the feeling that like we're getting set up? I don't know, you know, when I start hearing stories about, you know, first we get this Chinese spy balloon and we don't shoot that out of the sky because, oh my goodness, we don't want something terrible to happen to the people in Montana or the people here or there or everywhere. So we'll just let it gather information and it crosses over the United States. Took a beating. The administration took a beating and then decided, okay, well, we'll bring it down over, uh, you know, off the coast of South Carolina. And then we'll try to find enough of the debris in the debris field to tell us whether it was a spy balloon, which we already know it was, right? Or at least that's what they're telling us. So then within days, we're shooting other things out of the sky over Lake Huron on Sunday. And, and you know, F-16 fighter jets being dispatched three times to shoot down, like, objects we can't identify? Helene Cooper, who's a Pentagon correspondent with the New York Times, asked General Glenn Van Herc, in an off-camera briefing yesterday when they shot down this F-16 fighter jet, shot down an unidentified flying object over Lake Huron. Um, and by the way, that was the third object like it shot down in three days, okay? So Helene said, have you ruled out aliens or extraterrestrials? And if so, why? Because that is what everyone is asking us right now. And he says, I'll let the intel community and the counterintelligence community figure that out, the general answered. At this point, we continue to assess every threat or potential threats unknown that approach North America without, with an attempt to identify it. The Assistant Secretary of Defense for Homeland Defense and Hemispheric Affairs, did you even know we had that? Eh, anyway, Melissa Dalton began the briefing by assuring listeners that the United States officials aim to be transparent about our military operations because we have not yet been able to definitively assess what these recent objects are. We have acted out of an abundance of caution to protect our security and interests. So when we knew that it was a spy balloon, we waited. When we're not sure what it is, let's shoot it out of the sky. Dalton explained that since the military took down a Chinese balloon off the coast of South Carolina on February 4th, officials have been more closely scrutinizing our airspace at these altitudes, including enhancing our radar. She added that this radar enhancement and ramped up scrutiny could partially explain the increase in objects detected over the past several days. So 
I'm just trying to wrap my mind around all of this, and I'll get to the Super Bowl, which was an unidentified flying object as well. But I'm just trying to understand. So we now think that there have probably been lots of these objects floating around in our airspace at these altitudes where the uh, Chinese balloon was flying. And so we ramped up our scrutiny. <laughs> we enhanced our radar. And we're, we're, just, we're just shooting them down. We're shooting down unidentified flying objects over Alaska and Canada on Friday and Saturday and then over Lake Huron on Sunday. The FAA issued a temporary flight restriction Saturday at 320 over Harvey, Montana, only to lift it about an hour later. Initially chalked up to a radar anomaly, the object spotted over Montana in, on Saturday is reportedly the same object a USF-16 shot down over Lake Huron on Sunday. So now you have Montana and Michigan officials, uh, Lake Huron and Michigan, thanking the service members who acted to protect our homeland while also emphasizing their commitment to seeking answers. Matt Rosendell, who's the Republican congressman from Montana, shared some a little more pointed comments. He said the Biden administration, uh, Biden administration officials can't be expected to know the difference between a spy balloon and a cloud since they can't tell the difference between a man and a woman. Ouch. That kind of comes up in my uh, No Restraint podcast this week. If the Biden administration doesn't know the difference between a man and a woman, then it's really not that you know far a reach, is it? Um, I don't know about the rest of you, but I smell something funky. Whenever they start, and, and it all began a couple of months ago when I was talking to my husband. And as a matter of fact, if somebody brought it up to me, a friend brought it up to me last night. Um, I was watching the only thing that I probably watch on any kind of regular basis, which is the uh, Tucker Carlson show. And we were watching it. And he has become like relatively obsessed with unidentified flying objects lately and bringing on all these people who say, well, you know, I'm a pilot and I've seen it and I know 10 other pilots who've seen it. We know 100 people who've seen it. The, the Pentagon is finally paying attention and saying, yes, we have a, you know, a whole inquiry into these unidentified flying objects. And then all of a sudden we're shooting them out of the sky. And I'm thinking to myself like, what? <laughs> Why do I feel like I'm watching an episode of, I don't know, North Korea, America goes North Korea? I don't know. It just is something uh, unusual about shooting down flying objects over Alaska with no identifiable propulsion. No ident So the thing is just up there? Doesn't have any, like, you know, no, any, no way of moving? It's just floating up there. I don't know. All I know is that uh, I don't trust anybody anymore. I, I don't trust people I know, never mind the media or the government. I, I just don't. I went to see a doctor this morning and, and, you know, for my annual physical. Like, I don't even know why I go in for my annual physical. It's pretty much, uh, you know, unless something's wrong with you, you probably shouldn't go to a doctor because they never say, hey, congratulations, you're fine, go home. No, it's always like, well, I think because you quit smoking 12 years ago, they suggest you get a CTE uh, under 15, over 15 years, and let's get it in. And, oh, 
and have you had your pneumonia shot? And uh, what about your shingles vaccine? And what about a flu shot? And, what blah, 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 blah. and before you know it, you got nine referrals in your hand, right? You're walking out the door and your arm is already aching, even though you haven't had the first thing. And then you, you, <laughs> you got to make appointments to get your blood drawn, you know, and, and you, <sighs> what can I tell you? I'm just, I'm just trying. I'm, I'm really trying to take good care of myself, but uh, um, I just don't trust anybody. I, I walked into Walgreens afterwards because I do, I, my intention is to fulfill this shingles vaccine thing because I've told the story often. I had a friend who suffered so terribly with shingles and now I have another friend whose mom has been suffering terribly with shingles and I, I don't, I just can't, I can't stand that kind of suffering. <laughs> you know, I have a high threshold for pain, but it ain't that that high. You know, I remember Chuck Zink's, the, 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 it was merciless, the shingles. And I got a shingles vaccine right after he had it. But that now that shingles vaccine is obsolete. Now you have to get this two-part vaccine, but they say it's like 97% effective in preventing shingles. Isn't that what a vaccination is supposed to do, prevent the disease? Yeah, yeah. Um, except in the case of COVID where uh, it just prevents it prevents uh, Pfizer from going broke. I don't know what it prevents, but it doesn't prevent COVID. Um, so I go into Walgreens and I say, uh, I, w I need to set up an appointment because they have the, like, the little clinic there. I need to get a shingles uh, revaccination. And right away, it's like, you need your pneumonia. Did you get your pneumonia? Did you get your pneumonia? If you get pneumonia, if you get pneumonia. Now, I... I don't take flu shots because I, I just don't. Why? You know, every time you take a flu shot, they tell you, oh, it's a different, you got a different kind of flu. Here's your Tamiflu, go home. So I don't take flu shots. I'm not taking COVID boosters ever, 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 ever. Had somebody complain to me last night. They said, you know, ever since I had the COVID booster, like, you know, um, um, I'm just watching my, my health decline. And I'm like, hmm, I hear that a lot. I've had a cold now for what, five, six weeks? Never had a cold this long in my life. Hmm. Wonder what it's all about. So anyway, the uh, the Walgreens pharmacist is very, very sweet. And she says, well, I really think you should get the pneumonia one. And, and you know, it says no side effects. You, you Five years, you won't, you know, you can prevent um, going into the hospital with pneumonia. It's a bummer if you get pneumonia. All right. What about the shing Shingrix or whatever it's called? And she goes, well, we'll wait two weeks and then we'll start that because you have to have two shots. We'll give you one in two weeks because she didn't want to do them all at the same time. And then you come back in a month. She goes, but I'm going to tell you right now, the second shot is a little rough. What? What do you mean the second shot is a little rough? So now i got like six weeks to think about the little rough second shot, you know, knowing full well that my husband has to go in for his second shot in a week. And if it's, it does anything to him like that COVID booster did to him, he ain't going to go. I can tell you that right now. But i got to tell him the truth. You know, I'm going to tell him. Pharmacist said second shot's rough. I'll go and I'll hold his hand. What can I tell you? Modern science, what, is it, what, are, what has it done? Has it made your life easier or has it made you crazier? They, they can't even figure out if it's a balloon or if it's an a unidentified alien flying object or whatever, right? We're going we're gonna to guess. We're going to enhance our radar and we're going to look more closely. In other words, we're not going to wait till some farmer in Montana is looking up at the sky and goes, hey, what is that? <laughs> you know, that's been our... Uh, our first line of defense against strange objects in the sky above us. 
and over military installations, mind you, our first line of defense is farmers looking up in the sky and going, yo, what is that? It's not very comforting. It's really not. I did uh, not watch the Super Bowl. Uh, I don't watch football. I don't care. And you can watch the commercials the next day if you're just interested in the commercials anyway. I did want to see the halftime show, but it ended up that I went somewhere and uh, none of the people I was with wanted to watch the Super Bowl, so I did not get to see the halftime show. But I did come home uh, afterwards, and I did uh, look at it very late last night, and <laughs> there was some crazy stuff going on on Twitter during that halftime show. Now, I happen to, you know, I happen to think Rihanna's a talented person. I really do. Uh, I don't like, you know... B-I-D-C-H, give me my money or anything like that. But but she, there's something about her I find very engaging, and, and she definitely puts on a show. So I was expecting this halftime show to be extraordinary. And then I'm reading on Twitter, and people are saying, it's unbelievable, and she's great. Oh, we love Rihanna. So I said, okay, I'm really looking forward to this. Let me you know uh, find a, a, a somebody who's downloaded it already, and I, I click it on, and... The first thing I notice is like uh, Rihanna, who is extremely beautiful, um, is floating <laughs> in this halftime show. And she has announced today, but at the time when she was floating in the halftime show, nobody knew she is expecting. So she her her tummy is round. She's a little woman. So when the last time she was pregnant, you know, she'd take all these beautiful photographs of her belly and these spandex and all this stuff. And she's like floating now with this round belly, which she keeps uh, caressing. And, and she did something else that I'm not even going to say on the air because it was gross. Um, put her hand somewhere and then smelled it. I'm not. But I was just thinking. And it's so funny because I was thinking it. And as I was thinking it, I'm looking at a Twitter feed and somebody else said it. So I don't even want to take credit for it, even though I didn't see it before I said it to my husband. I said it first, and then I saw somebody post it on Twitter. It's a good thing that Rihanna, floating with that belly, didn't get shot down by an F-16. Ooh! Did she say that? Yes, she did. Anyway, let me uh, let me remind you to download the 850 app. 850wftl.com is our website. If you go on there, you can get into some of these great contests that we have. Tomorrow is Valentine's Day. If you didn't do anything for your sweetheart, shame on you. You know, but you might still win a prize. You might get some tickets for a Rib Roundup or the Duncan Theater or a gift gift card to eat out. If you're too cheap to actually buy a Valentine's Day present, maybe you can win one at the 850wftl.com website. Let me take a quick break. I do have a guest coming up at 1230, Elon Gerberg. He is the father who has uh, just captured the heart of many parents in the Tri-County area as he endeavors to safeguard our children from adults who are trying to steal their childhood. That's all I'm going to say. So he's coming on at 1230, but I'll be back in just a moment. Stay right where you are. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, 
Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. So I don't know about the rest of you, but like, I, I just, um, there was another great article. I, I talked about two uh, guest posts that I'd seen on Free Press in my No Restraint podcast, because both of them kind of uh, spoke about the same thing. I always talk about the fact that we have no, uh, no dads, and that's why, well, I shouldn't say no dads, but we have too many families that do not have fathers in them. And it's really difficult for a single mom, I was one, to raise a son unless she has the support of an extended family. Like you gotta have a grandfather who's willing to get involved like we are with our grandson whose mom is a single mom or, or you gotta have you know somebody, a step parent that cares. Uh, and, and I watched my, my 69 year old husband and my 16 year old grandson last night watching the, the football game, you know, I, I left the house, um, I guess just maybe, you know, 20, 20 minutes into the game. And it was like, it got, you know, it was exciting. I could tell that it was exciting. My grandson was rooting for the Chiefs. He loves Patrick Mahomes. And my husband, of course, went with the favorite, the Philadelphia team. And my friends who were there, they didn't seem that interested. Uh, and before I left, I was laughing because, the the macho level in my house, the the testosterone level was off the chart, and and it's not like that most of the time. My husband's a pastor; he's a pretty reasonable, even tempered, um, kind of you know. He was a he was a love after dark, you know. He's like a he's like a how do I describe Billy Ackery? He's just mellow. He's just mellow, 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 mellow to the point of um, sometimes I'm afraid he's mellow enough to ripen and then rot. Um, just super mellow. But boy, does football bring out like something in men that is indescribable. And and for me, it was indescribably delicious, really, to watch these two guys. You know, my husband is going, oh, and my, my grandson is stomping, and no, look at it, and they just went on and on and on, and I, it was really quite gratifying. Not gratifying enough to keep me in the house, right? I, I quickly left, but, but it, you know, the, the piece that was in the free press, I think it was by Ethan Strauss, was about how, you know, um, men still have the need to fight battles. And what football has done for the American man is given him a place where he gets to see the fight. And, you know, and then there's been all this talk, and I'm one of these people, I did not allow Derek, my son Derek, to play football. I do not want my grandsons to play football. Um, my grandson, Dayon, uh, wanted to play football, but he's too hes too thin. He's going to run track, you know. He... he um, I don't want to see his beautiful face messed up. Uh, and and I, I just, you know, CTE and all this stuff. We, You know, I reported on this stuff for years. These football players that were, you know, just literally uh, losing their minds and killing themselves because of these concussions and, and brain disorders, the CTE. And so uh, I'm not, you know, I'm not inclined to endorse football in any way, shape, or form. But after watching the two of them last night, I had to rethink that because whenever you ask like a football player, even ones that have suffered from some, you know, traumatic brain injuries, 
if they would have preferred never to have played the game, they'll tell you, oh, no, no, no. They, they, there's something that's, that's intrinsic, inherent in men. It's the reason men, you know, join the military. It's the reason men love, uh, what is this, uh, the ultimate fighting stuff? I think it was the other day I heard Mark Levin on his radio program talk about how he really loves this, whatever it's, I, I don't know the right name, ultimate fighting, and uh, and that he really, he watches it and, and he enjoys it very much. And I'm thinking, because because he's a man, because, and, and I know there are women who do it. I, I have a friend who, who does it, you know, um, a, a female, and, and she's apparently very good at what she does. And, and I get that, but it's rare that you see a woman who wants to go punch people in the face or twist their arms behind their back, right? It's a, it's a guy thing. And that's why, you know, families need to be intact whenever possible because the protector, the provider, the priest of a home is generally male. It's in them. You know, he is supposed to rush in front of the speeding train or in front of the, the, the gun-wielding, uh, you know, criminal. It's like built into their DNA. And when I watched them last night, I could see that there's something different. Now, I know girls, women, who are big football fans and cheer and stomp just the way I saw these two guys doing it, but different. It's different. And when I look at, uh, particularly a young man, a 16-year-old, one who's, you know, the testosterone and the hormones in his body are like, wah, just bouncing off of the cells. You know, there's something in him that needs the fight. And since I don't want him to be a participant in the fight, it's kind of nice that there is football for them to you know, uh, let the gladiators who are getting paid, what, I think Mahomes is <laughs> tens of millions of dollars, um, and they can just hoot and holler and stomp their feet and, and argue with one another or who's best, who's the better quarterback and who's the what kind of play that was and how bad the ref is. And look, there's, uh, you know, Ben Affleck's uh, commercial. I mean, it, it was a bonding experience for them. And I'm sure there are some women who bond that way. I'm just not one of them, okay? Now, give me a, you know, a, a great concert or, uh, you know, a fantastic dance troupe, and uh, I'll bond, but not over a football game. Now, granted, I do still love basketball, and I have returned uh, limited to the to watching the NBA. I mean, they're not kneeling anymore, and they're not being ridiculous, and I, there's not you know, uh, Black Lives Matter is everywhere anymore. You know, that played out. So uh, I can watch a little basketball. But even basketball, it's such a different game. It's in, in football, it's like one team against another team. And while you might think that about basketball, basketball is all full of these superstars now. You know, and, and they don't care what happens to the other players on their team. They really don't. I mean, maybe LeBron James will feel differently when he's playing alongside of his son, which I predict will happen. But for the most part, nobody's watching your back in basketball. You know, in football, you know, they're all watching the quarterback's back. They're all watching each other's, you know, the running, uh, the running back's back. 
And so there's more of like a military feeling to that, you know, one team uh, prevailing over another because they work together as a team. Maybe I'm off the base, and maybe maybe the writer in on the free press was off the base too, but I really did just get a close-up look on that last night. And, uh, and I must admit, I don't like football, but if the guys like it, go ahead and watch it. Gives me time to go out and take care of things I wanted to. All right, let me uh, take a break. I'll be back with Elon Gerberg. He is uh, with an organization uh, called the uh, Concerned Parent. Well, actually, I think he's with Fathers. I'll let him introduce himself. There's so many names. All these organizations have so many names, but I know he's a dad who is countering all of the garbage that's being thrown at our children. Stay right where you are. All right, welcome back. I've had this guest on before, but this is a very interesting subject we're going to be talking about today. My guest is Elon Gerberg, and he is with an organization. I forgot what you called. You're Fathers Against uh, Freakouts, right? What are you called? (laughs) Florida Fathers for Freedom, but we should consider that name change. (laughs) I'm serious, because when you bring up these subjects to me, I just scratch my head. I mean, I live in Broward County. My kids went to school in Broward County. Why on earth have the Broward County School Board, which, by the way, was just remade by Governor DeSantis, why would they adopt this No Place for Hate curriculum? Explain that to me. That, that is a great question because they, they've been nothing less than a cesspool of corruption. They just had to let go of their <clears throat> second uh, superintendent in the last, uh, I think, as many years and so, uh, you know, all eyes have been on them. And uh, this is at a time where, um, you know, I think America is, is divided, but also, you know, parents are more um, aware of what their children are learning than, than ever before. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, Joyce, this, this comes actually pretty personal to me, because as you know, when I was on your show beforehand, um, we had led a rally in conjunction with Gays Against Groomers and Moms for Liberty uh, against the sexualization, radicalization, and medical mutilation of, of children. Mm-hmm. And it all starts with the indoctrination, changing their, their, their perception of who they are, to be ashamed of you know, what body they're, 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 they were born with, to question you know, what their gender is, and to think that that could be changed just simply because you believe it's so. Mm. And it just opens up a whole slew of can of worms as far as you know, what bathrooms do they use, what sports do they play, what are their roles in society as they grow to be adults. And um, quite frankly, um, you know, we at Florida Fathers for Freedom, as well as a lot of other parents, don't believe that these are conversations that these young children are are mature enough to have and certainly shouldn't be having them when parents aren't around. And so um, in in, in looking into what exactly is being taught to these children, we've uncovered that not only Broward schools, but public and private schools all across the nation have adopted this curriculum by the ADL, which historically has Ugh. been an authority in, 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 in against hate, and, and uh, you know, um, it, it, they've adopted this curriculum that's just riddled with, with woke, you know, CRT and gender radical theory. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, it's, it's, it's in, first and foremost, whatever happened to the ADL, you know, that, that has um, turned into a group that doesn't protect people, least of all Jewish people, 
um, from any kind of bigotry. As a matter of fact, it's now teaching it. If this curriculum is their idea of a good idea, telling my five or six-year-old that they can tell me what their pronouns are. You know, when I was five, and certainly I've had children of my own and grandchildren, pronouns don't come up ever. Why would we introduce that? You know, I think that this is something that never came up to me as an adult, right? I mean, um, <laughs> uh, but, but what really is it, scary, I think you hit it right on the head, Joyce, is I'm, I am a practicing Jew. My father is from Israel. Um, my parents met in, in Israel at a uh, Jewish university. My kids go to Jewish school. And, you know, again, this is very personal to me because not only did the ADL go to my daughter's private school, um, and speak to them um, unbeknownst to me and uh, found out after the fact. But also, um, you know, they personally smeared me and other groups that I had a rally with to stand up for the protection of children, calling us, you know, um, extremists and right-wing hate groups and, and homophobic or transphobic when we were actually standing there with gays against groomers who were totally comprised of the LBGTQ community. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, for them to smear parents when they claim to stand for Jewish values, again, you go back to the most basic Jewish values, which are the Ten Commandments. And, and, and the Fifth Commandment is honor your mother and your father. But right, um, Joyce, from the uh, ADL, um, No Place for Hate, parent, or excuse me, Teacher Resource Guide, they have a thing that says, let's get it right, using correct pronouns. And they go into the fact that if our understanding of gender has changed and therefore our language has to change and we need to, you know, uh, validate uh, people by who they really believe they are inside and misgendering not only can be, you know, harmful, but it can be out downright dangerous and unsafe and turn classrooms into unsafe, um, you know, classrooms. But what really gets me, which directly violates what ADL claims they stand for, is that they're advising teachers that if, you know, the student doesn't want their newfound name or gender to be shared with their parents to keep that secret from parents. Ugh. And, and it's, so how does that honor your father and your mother? How does that co-align with Jewish values, yet alone the values that people like you and I and, 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 and hardworking, good, patriotic Americans send their kids to school to learn? That is not why we send our kids to learn. We send them to learn how to read, write, and do math, which they can't even do proficiently for their grade. I think three out of every ten kids who, who come out of, uh, of private sc- or, or uh, public schools are able to do that. So mm-hmm. we're not focusing on what we want. And when parents bring up the fact that we really should be focusing on primary fundamental education and not this other stuff or brings up a concern that we don't want you talking to our kids about untruths in biology or that men can get pregnant or that you may be, you know, um, uh, you know, born in the wrong body. We, we don't want that, that automatically you are smeared. You're a right wing extremist. You're a, a hateful person when you really, you're, you're being a, a good involved parent asking what is going on? What are you speaking to my kid about? Yeah. No, and and look, you know, there there there's almost a case to be made um, for introducing some of these subjects at the you know junior and senior high school level because the kids will be exposed to it anyway, and so you could hopefully teach them the right biology and say um, this is you know this is the the chromosomes that exist and make you a male. These are the chromosomes that exist and make you a female. 
and at a time in their lives where that might actually be something they could understand. But a five-year-old, I don't let my five-year-old granddaughter decide where we're having lunch. Never mind for her to tell me what kind of body she thinks she should be in or what kind of pronoun I should use when addressing her or any such thing. Uh, you know, the, the absolute yeah. insanity and, and what bothers me the most is that parents have allowed this and tolerated for so long that I don't know if, the, if you're going to be able to turn this ship around. Well, here's the thing, Joyce. You also got to remember, I mean, adults change their mind, right? I mean, yeah. I was, I considered myself more of a, um, you know, more liberal just a couple years ago. A lot in this world has changed where it's like, wait a minute, I don't stand with that. This isn't what I signed up for, right? Mm -hmm. And people are constantly changing their mind. And when you start teaching these young, very impressionable, still trying to find themselves children, these radical ideas, it's a very slippery slope where all of a sudden it can lead very fast into, you know, genital mutilation or, you know, making a mistake medically that you can never come back from. And you got to remember, um, you know, a lot of these, uh, these, these surgeries, they're, 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 th 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 this is the path that goes down, right? At first you question, mm -hmm. you know, there's the ability to change your gender, then it, then you have a new identity, and then you might go to that radical extreme. And, you know, a lot of parents are saying, well, if you don't do that, maybe they would commit suicide because they're not happy in the body that they're born in. So parents are in like this rock in a hard place, and this is sold as some sort of dream or euphoric answer, which it actually can cause a whole slew of other problems. I mean, what if you can't, I don't know, urinate, correct? I mean, who knows mm -hmm. what? Mm -hmm. But that is why, Joyce, we are having an event on the 14th of March, in conjunction with the American First Patriot Club, Jexit, the Jewish Leadership Program, and then parent groups like Moms for Liberty and you know, Florida Fathers for Freedom to really expose and uncover and make sure parents are aware what kind of curricula is being adopted by these schools, what does the curricula entail, and what is being potentially taught to your children that starts them off on this path. And we're going to have Scott Nugent, who is, was a star in the um, What is a Woman um, documentary by uh, Matt, Matt Walsh, Walsh. Mm -hmm. where he was born a man, or excuse me, a female, and became a man. And now, because he's had this surgery, he is, he's suffering from infections, and he potentially could die from the surgery that he did as an adult that they're doing to young, impressionable children. So we're mm. so happy to have Scott and all these other parents groups to really enlighten and empower parents to not only show them what's going on and what's being taught to their children, but also what we can do about it, how we can hold our school leaders accountable and say, this is not what we want, and this is a very dangerous path that you are um, taking our, our children down. Yeah. And again, as I said, um, we and and not you because you're a lot younger than than I am, but my generation has only ourselves to blame for this because in this effort, you know, I was um, I was saying just the other day that you know there's this show that people watch called The Last of Us or whatever. It's one of these survivalist apocalyptic shows that's on TV now, and the last two people on Earth, you know, meet up and it's two men. And they fall in love. And it's, it's not, look, I have, I'm not making a judgment call on this. I'm just wondering why if the last two people on earth can't just be friends, 
you know, we have just, we've used every opportunity to normalize everything, which is not to say that it might be abnormal, but is it really the most important aspect of why two people might survive better if they come together and work together? I, I mean, it's just, it, I, I don't understand how we let this happen. And I blame my generation, really. Yeah, I mean, it's it, it, to your point, I think that's why we're dealing with, 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 again, I always bring it back to the kids because I have mm -hmm. two children and that is really my life. And um, I think we really got to figure, you know, I always bring it back to how is this impacting the kids, right? Mm -hmm. And everywhere they look, whether it be what they're taught in school, what they're listening to in their music. I mean, we, if you saw the Grammy Awards, they're basically glorifying, you know, homosexuality, um, uh, gender fluidity, and, and, and quite frankly, the total removal of accountability to God and, and, and promoting Satanism, quite frankly. So, oh, yeah. you know, and, and you see it in every direction. It's just like nothing wrong with to love who you want to love and be who you want to be, but leave our children alone. Mm -hmm. We pay for them. We teach them. It's our job to instill these values in them, and it's becoming harder and harder to shield them from this, this, this radical ideology that almost wants to erase gender altogether. But yeah. in my opinion, there are roles in this world that have made America great, okay? Mm -hmm. And there are men and there are women. There's some uh, you know, women that are more masculine. There's some men that are more feminine, which is totally fine. But once you start getting into, you know, just because you put a wig on and you throw a tampon in your purse, you're automatically a man. I think that's not only offensive to women, it erases womanhood completely, and it starts putting down a, a very slippery slope of, again, what bathroom are they going to be using, and who decides whether or not that person can use that bathroom? Who are you to say if that person is actually trans or they are not? And then you start going into the slippery slope of, you know, can I identify as whatever age I want to? Can I identify as whatever race I want to? Can I identify as, um, uh, species. you know, um, that I'm... <laughs> you know, that, that I'm disabled and right. get, you know, disability. I mean, where does it stop? I think we have to be grounded in truth and celebrate who we are as people and not be ashamed of it. Mm -hmm. Well, and I think, you know, I'll go back to your original point, you know, to have an organization that was supposed to be based on Jewish values, uh, put forward a curriculum like this really tells me how far we have fallen <laughs> um, because, you know, those are not Talmudic values. Those are not Judeo-Christian values. Those are, uh, that's the insanity of the woke left. And uh, you, I'm glad you're pushing back. So when is this event and how do people find out more? Yeah, so we're having an event on the 14th, which is a Tuesday of March at, mm -hmm. uh, at Gallopis in Pompano Beach. It is, uh, again, we're going to have a fantastic amount of groups, but you can follow us on Florida Fathers for Freedom on Instagram, on um, Facebook, as well as on um, uh, Twitter. And you could also go to AmericaFirstPatriotsClub.com slash events, and you can buy your tickets there. They're going to be $10. It's going to be a tremendous event, really uncovering all that's being put in front of our children in the classroom and where this slippery slope can head and what parents can do about it. So, Joyce, I appreciate you always allowing me to come on and shed light on this very, very important uh, subject. 
And uh, we welcome you to join us and, and any other parent that really wants to figure out what's going on and, and how they can get involved and stand against it. Yeah, let me put that on my calendar. I'm not sure if I'll be in town, but if I am, I would like to be there. Uh, Elon, thank you so much. Keep up the good work. I appreciate it, Joyce. Thanks much. All right, and we'll uh, we'll we'll keep our eye on that and remind you as the gets cl- as the event gets closer. It's about a month away. Um, and now I have to remind you that Dan Bongino <clears throat> will be coming up at one o'clock. I did not cough today, so don't even think about it. Throat. And then at four o'clock, Ben Shapiro. Uh, and then, of course, the WPTV News at 6 o'clock. And tomorrow morning, we begin all over again with Jen and Bill and, and uh, Stephen Diener and, and uh, Brian Kilmeade. And then, of course, at 12 o'clock, the one and only. Oh, that would be me. All right. Stay right where you are. I'll be right back to finish the show. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. So, I, I, you know, like I said, um, I've, I've shared with you some of my uh, strong feelings about the, it it all comes down, I, I should have said this to Elon Gerberg too, it really all does come down to like, you know, why are we so malcontent with the roles that we have been assigned biologically or even maybe more to the point um, by virtue of, of, of a power greater than ourselves which determines such things. Um, being born a woman being born a girl was not a, a curse. Um, being born a male is not a curse. It's not being thrust into something unnatural. It's about as natural as it gets. I mean, I, I just, every time I try and, and wrap my mind around this insistence that, you know, we call red, green, and, and you know, the sky, the, the sea, I'm 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 conscious of the fact that I'm not I'm not a closed-minded person. I'm really not, and I, I I can I'm very very tolerant. I really am. I'm not, um, but I can't stand stupid. I I just find it ridiculous to allow a a, a small child or even a, a pre-adolescent uh, child or even a, a an early teen uh, youngster to make life changing decisions that involve uh, either hormone replacement or hormone blockers or any of this stuff, never mind actual allowing radical surgeries to take place. I don't know about the rest of you, but I had two children. One was a a biological female and one was a biological male. Uh, That was Nowadays, people know that before the baby's even born, right? You can, now you can know that by um, by some sort of test as early as like nine weeks. And you certainly can figure it out by the time you have an ultrasound, with these high-tech ultrasounds that they have right now. They're quick to point out if it's, uh, you know, a male. And in spite of that, you know, I'm asked to accept the fact that upon the birth of a baby, I should stay open-minded? Like, open-minded about what? The doctor makes that pronouncement if you didn't see it on the sonogram, or like in the case of my daughter, they weren't doing such things then. You know, the doctor goes, it's a boy, it's a girl. The doctor doesn't go like, well, uh, I'm not sure what it is, but it looks okay. <laughs> you know? And that's the kind of stuff that, that's where we're headed. You know, that that 
we're not going to be allowed to even accept real science. And in the same breath, I'm going to be called a, a science denier. You know, I, I don't believe in in the ultimate destruction of the planet because. Uh, uh, you know, I don't think everybody should be driving around an electric car because maybe I've thought a little about that and I realize you can't have an electric car without having power and you can't have power without some of the sources that we use to create power now. Forget these windmills. I'm looking at all these, you know, dead uh, fish and dead whales as a result of all of these extraordinary, uh, you know, windmills and, and, and solar panel factories and all the rest of it. You know, nothing is going to be simple. If we want life to be relatively easy for as many people as possible, in other words, bring third world countries into, you know, the same kind of prosperity and, and good health that we experience here in the United States, it's going to expend some fuel, okay? And I'm not going to be the one to say, well, you know, too bad for those people in Malaysia, you know, uh, they, if they can't get behind, uh, you know, uh, electric vehicles, uh, they're just going to have to uh, stay in their, their huts or whatever, you know, however it is that they're living. I mean, Malaysia is one of those places I point out in my No Restraint podcast where you see the tremendous disparity. You have people who live in skyscrapers, beautiful buildings, and then like two blocks away, people are living in like corrugated tin huts. And they can't be brought into modernity because they don't have access to resources. And I'm not going to be the one, and I don't think you want to be the one who says, well, guess what? You know, um, uh, you better accept uh, electric vehicles and you better uh, not, not burn coal and not burn wood and, and stay in the dark ages because the rest of us are concerned about, uh, you know, John Kerry and what he has to say or Bill Gates or, or worse yet, Greta Thunberg. You know, now I'm getting lectured. This is why you end up being lectured by a, a Greta Thunberg is because you allow little children to make decisions that could impact not just their lives, but the lives of the whole world. Like, you know, somebody explained to me why anybody would listen to Greta Thunberg, you know, or, or, or for that matter, uh, you know, Rihanna or anybody else. I mean, all of these people, um, they're just people. Some of them are young, dumb people. Some of them are older, dumb people, and uh, I'm just not taking my cues from them. Uh, there's plenty of, of, of real scientists out there who are trying to explain that, you know, we have no way of storing the kind of power you're going to need to have an electronic vehicle, electric vehicle that's going to take you away from the, you know, the, the apocalyptic uh, volcano going up in, in, uh, in San Francisco or earthquake or whatever it is. So, you know, I'm not, I'm not happy that my kids are going to be stuck in electric cars and no way to get out. But, hey, you know, I'm a, I must be a climate denier, a science denier. I thank you for your time this time. Until next time, and my plan is to be back here tomorrow at noon, if it be his will and he delays his coming. What lies behind us and what lies ahead of us are tiny matters compared to what lies within us. So wherever you are, just be yourself. Everybody else is taken. God bless you, and God bless the United States of America. The Joyce Kaufman Podcast has been brought to you by Code Red Roofers, South Florida's leading residential and commercial roof experts. Code Red Roofers, roofers that respond. Call 844-4-CODE-RED or visit coderedroofers.com.